Welcome to the Larry Kreider's Leadership Podcast. Larry is the author of over 40 books, the founder of Dove International, a worldwide family of churches and ministries in six continents, and has over 50 years of leadership experience. He and his guests will share inspirational leadership insights from their journey with God. These insights, gleaned from serving leaders in many nations, will transform your life and leadership. For more information on Larry's books and resources, visit LarryKreider.com. Hi, this is Larry Kreider with the Larry Kreider Leadership Podcast, and I have the privilege week after week of interviewing friends and uh, key leaders in the body of Christ throughout the world. And today I have a special friend, special guest from the nation of Mozambique, Jose Ecclesiastes. Welcome to my podcast. Thank you. Thank you well, so much. We're going to learn, and you've got 28 years behind you right now, so <laughs> many leaders that I talk to are like in their 30s or 40s or 50s or 60s or 70s. Yes. But I wanted to interview you because I've seen you at 28 be used of God so much in leadership already, <laughs> and we want to talk about the things that God has done, and we're going to learn together. And again, this podcast people listen to from 75 probably plus different nations, and uh, but there are certain biblical leadership truths that we can learn mm -hmm. that if we apply them it not only helps us but it helps those that we serve mm -hmm. so just say let's talk about you and what you've learned and what God has done in your life 28 years of age you grew up in Mozambique tell me about how, where you grew up and what that was like um, I grew up in I was born in a place called Inyambani Mozambique and and uh, shifted to Maputo the capital yes I've been with there. my parents when I was two uh, so I grew up in a nominal Christian family. Sure. Yeah, that means, you know, if, if we had to fill a form that said, are you a Christian or not? You, say, we yeah, you said, check it, right? Yeah, but I know we're not Christians. Right, <laughs> right exactly. Yes. And the reason I wanted to hear from you and hear your story, one of the reasons is because, I mean, God's used you in radio throughout your city. People will know who you are. You preach on radio and television. You're a pastor of a church. A, Growing church. I've right. been to your church. I've watched God use you there. <laughs> uh, but let's go back to where it all started. You said you grew up in a nominal Christian home. Yes. How did that change for you? How did you come into a vital relationship with Jesus? Yeah, I actually, when I was 16, I, I was awarded a scholarship, a high school scholarship. So I came to the States oh, wow. for one year and then went back. And when I got back, I found that my best friends were radically saved and wow uh, <laughs> the christian so they they shared my my story is is very uh is i believe it's a story of how anybody needs to be saved i i did not grow up a typical right bad boy doing right. all the wrong things right but today i know if i had lost my life when i was 17 i would have gone to hell because i had not heard the, the the gospel and I had not believed it. So right. my friends told me the message, the true message, and that despite not having issues, everything sure. looked perfect. But when the word was spoken, there was one issue that came up in my heart, and it was that if I died at that point, I would go to hell. That became very clear. Yes. And so uh, through that, I, I decided, no, I want to... I don't want to go to hell. That was the original reason. I said, I don't want to go to hell, and I want to follow Jesus. But thanks be to God, one, two years later, I also learned about the love of God. Yes, but my, exactly. my roots are following 
God with all your heart. Because yes. I did not know he loved me so much, but I wanted to follow him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's an amazing story. So when you were, um, of course, in Mozambique, you went to school there in your local area. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you mentioned that you came to USA. Yes. Was that before you were in university? Yes. Okay. Yes. So yes. you then you went to university, if I remember correctly, in, somewhere in India. Is in that India, correct? right. How did that happen? Um, I was also awarded another... Uh, merit-based scholarship to wow. to to India to to for so you had a scholarship yes. both places that's both amazing places. God's yes. hand was on you so <laughs> much during that time right and so when you're in uh, you're involved in, in any type of leadership in university like you learned leadership somewhere I think it was the Lord because when we were 13 students from Mozambique in India and the first day we got there we there were some logistics issues so we had to stay all of us 13 in one room just waiting and i just uh as we're sitting there that was the first time i led people (laughs) i told them we are going to pray here right now all of us stand up. i commanded them that was not the best guy but i told (laughs) all of us let's stand up we are praying and there was a brother there who was actually a christian for some time and he said no first we're going to listen to a message so you put a video we watched and then we prayed and got to our university sure met some other guys who were christians strong christians and were, they decided to start a fellowship uh but you know they they had the vision but i became the hands uh-huh. the one who moved went and called everybody right and i was the noisiest there so yeah, and then I I just helped lead with those guys the the fellowship, and uh, two years later I became the uh, the Bible study leader of the of the fellowship. Then the main leader uh, got into some trouble, and then I had to lead the that fellowship. God had you right in place at the right time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What are some other examples of uh, leadership that you were experienced during those days or soon after that? Like the fellowship, yeah. Weren't you involved in a church plan in India? Um, when I finished my university studies, I decided to stay for one extra. I felt I should stay sure. one extra year in India, and uh, and I wanted. I immediately wanted to start because I, I fr- from the beginning I knew I was called to the ministry. So immediately I finished. I was just there to finish and then sure. start. I wanted to go on ministry immediately after graduating. And full-time, that's what I wanted. But uh, a mentor, uh, Simon Ruas, told me, you need to learn some more. So you look for somebody to assist, look for a ministry to help in that ministry. Yes. So, and, you know, we tried taking ourselves to some places, but God took us to a very wonderful lady in Hyderabad, India, who was starting a, a church. So I, and she... I actually didn't speak to her about helping, but she saw something yes. in us, yes. my wife and I, because we are now moving around together yes. at that time. Uh, so she saw something in us and she gave us an opportunity to help in her ministry. So I was initially leading the worship team in her ministry. So that was the, the, what the, the, the last part I did. So we helped and we would also lead Bible studies and 
things like that. So, That's amazing. So you were being mentored by this woman of God for yeah. a season. Yeah, for a season. She for was season. giving you responsibility, yes. and you were doing yes. the things she, that she asked you to do. Really, she was believing in us. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So yeah. that's the rookie. Find someone who believes in you. Yeah. And they, that's the kind of person you want to mentor you, somebody who can really believe in you, obviously. Yeah. And then you spent a year there. And now so the two of you are married, and your wife's from Mozambique also, correct? Yes. And uh, today you have some children. Tell us about that. We have three boys. <laughs> you do. Three preachers coming up, huh? Three preachers. Three yeah. Preachers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So talk to me about when you came back to Mozambique yes. and you started a church. Walk us through that. Yeah. Tell um, us that story. We, At the time I was in India, we were actually dating with Camila, but we were very close friends. So we'd be everywhere okay. doing things together. Okay. So I had gotten, you know, then... After the one year, I become very calm about wanting to do ministry. So I looked for a job yes. in India because I needed to take care of myself. Of so course. I looked for a job and I got a job, and I, but I needed to go home to change my visa to a work visa okay. and marry Camila and come back to India and okay. serve God in India whilst also working. But when you got there in Mozambique, I decided I'm going to you know, look for some of my old friends three of them, three, four, and sure. we'll start a Bible study with them and we'll share the things we know with them because they were not really saved. So right. we'll share the things we know with them. And uh, we did that. Um, we, start, we, we started doing that. That was three days before our wedding. We started our Bible study. Wow. <laughs> and, then, and how old were you when this is all I was happening? 23 at this 23, time. 23, okay. I was 22. Yeah. Okay. And then um, we... Yeah, the process to change my visa got delayed and the the Bible study grew. The the number of people coming grew very fast in that first period. So and the the, the documents were not flowing well. Right, right. But one thing happened. I really did not want to come back to Mozambique, but the day we traveled by flight, the Lord put in my heart that you are not coming back to India. But I did not want to stay in Mozambique. But I ah. knew. But I think my my problem was we used to pray a lot, let your will be done in my life. Let your will unfold in my life. And I usually nowadays say this is a dangerous prayer <laughs> because it's a prayer that gives legal access to God to, to do certain things you are not in your natural self willing right. to do. But when you pray like that, he allows, he guides us and causes us to be. So when yeah. you pray like that, obviously, obviously you're submitted to the Lord. Exactly. And that's what happens. Your yeah. heart was submitted, yeah. even though from a natural perspective, you did not I want not, to do that. No. I even told him I don't I don't speak Portuguese. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been five years in India, but I spoke, of course. Of course, yeah. of course. <laughs> and speaking of that, how many languages do you speak? Uh, I speak about, uh, I mean, international languages, sure. English, Portuguese, and I understand... Spanish, I understand some French, and wow. then I speak uh, four, you know, Bantu languages. Yeah. That is yeah. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so you're back, you're back in uh, Mozambique. You got married over that time then? Yes, we okay. got married, yes. Okay, and, and you started the Bible study, yes. some of your friends, and so many of us started the same way. You <laughs> simply look for open doors, yeah. what's the open door, look for relationships, that you have, and you see what God does. And, and God's the one that has to breathe on it, yeah. or it's not going to work anyway. Yeah. But we take these these steps of faith. Yeah. So what happened then to this Bible study? 
the Bible study just started growing, uh, and then people's lives were being changed through the, the, the teachings, and also we'd have camps, and God would gift, you know, in ways that, yeah. I mean, amazing, crazy ways. You know, I remember there was a guy who on a Thursday, he was at the bar drinking, but we convinced him to attend one of our camps. <laughs> and by Sunday, he was giving precise word of knowledge, like wow. names that he did, you know, names that are not supposed to know, details you're not supposed to know. And this is incredible. The first person he gave a word of knowledge like that was my wife. Wow. So <laughs> we were, you know, before I used to be a bit skeptical about these things, sure. but when people that I led to Christ and prayed right, for them right. got into this, I had to believe it. So, you know, a lot of people started uh, being gifted this way and, you know, so they started going out and ministering, healing to people and... and Beautiful. You know, yeah, we saw a lot of the gifts of the spirits in the people yes. that we were leading, you know, so that caused a lot of, you know, I became... Famous in my area where I grew right, up. <laughs> right. And people, that's the guy who messed up our people. But <laughs> that, in, in a sense, this was, uh, you know, in Mozambique, they call Mapaga Ben, like a person who pays well for others sure. to drink alcohol. Yeah. And some of those people were leaving those, you know, the bars. So the, right. that person who used to pay is no longer there. So they said, that's the guy who, who is messing up our people. <laughs> like that. And, you know, yeah, it was beautiful. God really really helped us so you know it has been like that from that time up to today it has been very alive and yes. you know yeah changes so talk constantly. to me talk to me jose yeah. about uh what happened over the, over this time where you actually became a church yes because you had a bible study yes and that was wonderful often that's the way things started we had yeah. to study the bible together yeah. But did you recognize that God's calling you like to be a pastor of a church? And yes. How did that all happen? Um, I actually never wanted to be a pastor. I agree with I you. Did I not, didn't want to either. Yeah, I, even after starting the Bible study, I used to tell people I'm not a pastor because they would ask, we should become a church, you, you know, and sure. things like that. And I would tell them I am not a pastor. I'm just giving you Bible study. I'm not a pastor. Okay. I'm never going to be a pastor. But after some time, it was, you know, I just began to sense that this was what the Lord had called me for, at least in that season and up to now, that he had called me to, to pastor those people. And um, one of the, you know, right now is a Dove leader confirmed that, you know, he came and said, he came to visit me. And uh, before he left, he said, this morning the Lord said, I should pray for you. Be a, he knew I hated the idea of being a pastor, the person. <laughs> and he said, you are supposed to be a pastor, and this is becoming a church from today onwards. So he prayed, prayed for us and all the processes, and we became a church like that. Wow. Yeah, just a simple process. So what does your church look like today? I say your church, the church that you pastor. Yes. What does it look like today? Um, and we've been through COVID and all that. Well, tell me some stories. What happened during that time? I know your church has really grown. Yeah, yeah. During during COVID, when COVID hit, they closed everything, and uh, we we <laughs> we we started doing what everybody else was doing, which is live streams and Facebook live streams and all those things. Sure. But nobody was watching our videos, our our streams. You know, at the time, the church had about. 
maybe 70 people or so. Sure. And, uh, but seven people would be watching. Only the tithe would be watching. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, so we, we, I decided to pray about that for some days to find out what's happening. Why, is no, why isn't anybody watching? Because they would be watching you know, other, other, other streams. People would watch other right, streams. But right. mine, they were not watching. And the Lord asked me on, on my... I took some time to pray and whatever fast. And, and the Lord asked me, who told you to do the streams? And I understood he did not it want not me to Lord. be doing that. That was not him for me, for my sure, case. Sure. So I continued praying to know what should I do. And he told me, take the group, divide the group into groups of 10 people yeah. and let them lead each other. But at the beginning, he told me something interesting, which I cannot do anymore. But he said, you go to each of those groups, schedule the groups so that they have Three meetings a week, one meeting with you and two meetings by themselves. So I said, you go in a, in a circuit in those groups wow. and teach them. And the next day I, I, I was reading First Samuel and it says that, that Samuel went uh, into every town. Yeah. Uh, of course, there it says judging them. And he went town from town in a circuit. That's how it says. In That's a circuit. Right. And I, I knew that was God yesterday. So we started doing that. And... Uh, Long story cut short, after the, the opening up of the churches, the number of the members had tripled, had tripled. So from, from in fact, it, 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 it more than tripled because we're around 70. Right now, we are close to 300 people That's amazing. in the church. So. Well, I've been with you a few years ago before yeah. COVID, and I just saw the life of God in the church then. And all the, you know, these young leaders, I think most, you're probably one of the oldest persons in the church. It's is that true. right? It's true. Yeah, it's they're true. all these young leaders <laughs> on fire for God with tremendous potential to reach not only your nation with the gospel of Jesus, but reach the nations of, of the world. So what are some things you've learned now as you've been serving in a leadership role? And, you know, our our religious system says, call that person a pastor. We understand that that may, may not be your number one gift. You know, you, you have more probably of an apostolic gift than you have that. But what have you learned over these years, just these last few years, as you've seen this church grow? What have you learned about leadership? I I think for me, the most important thing is, is I, I, I look at life, uh, you know, my life as I'm following the Lord. Yes. Not necessarily I am trying to be a pastor, I'm trying to be it's this, good. I am following Jesus. That's so very it's good. in leadership, we are still following Him. So, so trying to get the right instructions, keeping sure. the right, you know, I think a good leader is really a, a very good Christian. <laughs> right. So trying to, to just follow the things that He says in His Word yes. or His voice. And I've, I've always, for me, I've always focused on just following what He's saying. And what I have learned in the word that is right for me to do, you know, and also really being able to see because I believe that we can receive things from right. from other people. That's right. Just having the eyes to be able to see people that are walking with God and have worked with God more than you, and some of right. those people they are not externally visible mm -hmm. that they are that kind of. People, those kind of people. So being able to 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 have eyes that are open to perceive that this this is a man of God. You may not. Right. This you know this. Sometimes we find people that lead ministries that are smaller than the ones we are leading. Churches that are smaller, but 
they know the Lord more than you. You know, there might That's be a correct. reason why, but they know the Lord more than us. So being able to see those who know God and have worked with him powerfully so that, you know, I have the openness to receive everything that I need to receive. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. There's, there's a lot to be received from the Lord, but also from the Lord through other that's very good. Servants of God. So yeah. Those are, yeah. That's very good. So we're always learning. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm in my 70s and I am still learning. You know, every week I'm learning from people and we all, all keep learning. And sometimes we learn from people we wouldn't expect. <laughs> and God gives mantles. You know, I had a friend from Hong Kong once and he said, he said, God gives some leaders, like in the church world, give them a big umbrella, some a small umbrella. And I said, what do you mean by that? He said, well, he said, some have larger ministries, some have smaller ministries, but God's the one who gives them those umbrellas, so to speak. Right. And so the key is that we're all being obedient to God. It's not so much what we do, it's, it's being obedient to do what the Lord tells us to do, right. what Jesus tells us to do. Yeah. Now, you have helped many people because of your radio broadcast. Mm -hmm. How did that happen? The voice of the, the Holy Spirit, he, told, yeah. he, he spoke to us, you need to be on radio. And uh, we, we obeyed. We went to the radio station and told them a door was open. They, 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 a door was open for us and wow. they accepted us. Though that was a big step of faith because we told them we are coming next month and we had no money <laughs> to pay for, for, the, for, the, for the broadcast. And uh, just out of the blue, a guy from Angola, we live in Mozambique, yes. a, a, a brother we met in India from Angola, yes. decided to pay for some months wow. in advance for us. And we started doing the program. But the money he paid eventually was finished. We needed more. And uh, we started having debts. But the owner of the station one day heard us speaking and he asked, who is that boy speaking on the, on the show? On, on the radio, yes. who, is, who is that boy? Uh, who is he? Where is he from? And sure. they told him he's from... He said, I like that boy. And you make sure he stays there. Don't allow him Praise to leave. There. So we found so much favor. We have been doing the show. But God also brought partners with time and we have been able to sure. take care of that. And yeah, it's, it's use the word favor. You know, the Bible's clear that God <laughs> surrounds us with favor like a shield, the right. scripture tells. And you know, I think another key principle that you're sharing so clearly is we expect the favor of God. Yeah. You know, we trust God for that. God wants to give us grace, He wants right. to give us favor. And you're seeing that happen in your life. Right. So I remember many years when I was a young Christian leader and a young pastor. Again, I say pastor, they called me that, but quote, unquote, yeah. I never felt like much of a pastor. <laughs> but I knew I was called to lead people to Jesus. Right. I knew that and called to see them discipled and grow. And the Lord opened up the door for us to be in television. And uh, a lot of people knew about what we were doing and knew about our church because of television, because God opened the door for a season of time. It was All about right. 10 to 12 years season right. of time. Now, you also involved in some television. Tell right. us about that. Right. Um, it's a similar story as the radio, but different because this time they invited me for an interview on TV. And, uh, and it happened that this time again, the owner of the TV watched me and he also asked in the, in a, in the same way, he asked, who is that boy speaking <laughs> on TV? <laughs> and then he said, because I like the way he's speaking, make sure is here frequently. So Beautiful. that's how, and for the TV, we're actually not paying anything. Beautiful. We're just there by the grace of God.
That's so back, yeah, back to the grace and favor of the Lord. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Now, I know you well enough to know, and I've heard you talk about this publicly, yeah. that you have a heart for your generation to know how to respond to spiritual fathers and yes. respond to those who are older in the Lord. And of course, my heart as an as a older leader is the, the heart the heart cry for spiritual fathers and mothers of the nations. I've written about that and been translated throughout the world. So I want to hear your heart on this a bit. I think this will really help our listeners. Uh, talk to us about your heart. How should younger leaders respond? to those who've been down the road much longer yes. in leadership. Talk to us about that. Yes. The key word is honor. Honor. The key word is honor. And you, you, if, if we, you know, place a value on those, those people, it, it actually opens doors to you. Honor yeah. opens doors to, to us, you know, and it also opens the heart of the father to you. Yeah. Because some of some of the spiritual heritage, the father has to be willing to to release that that heritage to you. And when we honor our fathers, they also open up to us. They're not not verbally, but their heart opens. And and I don't know how this works exactly, but I know it works it when we honor our. Because the Bible says, if you know, if I'm your father, then where is my honor? I know that has right. to do with. With the Father in heaven, but also here on That's earth, right. also where if if their fathers, where is your honor? Yes. So to to honor the fathers, and then the other thing is really understanding that mature people will usually not show you what they are in the spirit and and all the things they they are able to do and they, they, they have been able to do, they, they will not show you anything. Right. You have to be clever, you have to be wise, and <laughs> you have to be descending to know this person I'm with has been working with God. That's That, that way there is, you set yourself in, in a position to receive spiritually from right. those people. Even when they don't know, you can still receive from them spiritually right. and continue what they are what they are doing hearing right. them attentively when they speak trying to understand what are they all about mm. you know and you know and understand that you 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 cannot fully know a person in one day you know just just being the ah, i said this or, ah, what about this, this 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 no you need time so what the best thing you can do the safe ground is honor and and valuing those people to for 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 who they are and even right. my culture helps a lot because in our culture if a person is just a bit older than you you really have to respect them you really have to honor yes. them you really have to prioritize them and that helps us i think has helped me a lot you know and also i thank god my father was not was not a very authoritative man but i still had to honor him and sure. submit to him and just sure. you know be there and yeah, so the, that comes through. Help. That comes through with your with your spirit, of course. As a spiritual father myself, uh, I encourage spiritual fathers around the world and uh, spiritual sons to connect with one another. Yeah. And uh, I, I encourage spiritual fathers to reach out, ask questions to those who are younger. How can I serve you? How can I pray for you? Uh, how can I stand with you? What can I impart to you? Those kinds of things. And so you're saying, as you talk to spiritual. Sons would be your age or even yeah. even older, younger, 
that the rookie is honorable. Honor goes both ways. There needs to be an honoring of my generation, honoring the younger, the younger generation at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that. Well, our time has gone so fast. <laughs> uh, I do want to ask you, is there anything else that you'd say to younger leaders or those who are aspiring to leadership? Say, you know, I know you've got a long road ahead of you. God's got so many things planned for your life. God's going to use you powerfully, not only in Mozambique, but the nations. Uh, but is there anything you'd like to say to younger leaders who be listening today? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I think when we are, you are young, it's easy. I mean, young people, when Paul talks about the passions of youth, right. I believe a major part of it, he's probably talking about the desire to succeed. Correct. In life. You know, yes. When you are young, you are really ambitious. You really right. want to succeed. Right. But it's good to know <laughs> that when you have obtained that success, you, 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 you might, you probably, are, you might not be satisfied at that time. So being a person who is willing to, to lay down the possibility of a certain kind of success. Good. will help you to only have God to follow, to yes. only have the Lord to follow. That's right. You know, because if this possibility is not laid down, then I, I, I still can, I still want to do the things that I need to do in order to succeed this, right. this way right. that I've imagined. Right. But if I lay this thing down and say, no matter what, what I'm going to do with my life, is follow Jesus. Then, yes, yes. then that is going to, I believe that is going to help anybody to get where they need to go and just be willing to risk everything to follow him, to do to, to do what he wants Beautiful. us to do. I think that is key. <laughs> that is a real key. Jose, it was so good having you on today. Thank In fact, you. if people want to get a hold of you, we're going to put your information on our show notes. Sure. And so anybody you'd like to get a hold of Jose and hear more of his heart and find ways to partner together, that'll be on the show notes yeah. today. And uh, it, it, this, to me, was refreshing because talking to someone who's 28 years of age, <laughs> you learned so much already by the grace of God. You've only begun this, this journey. You know, yeah. jo- Joseph, remember, he was like 30 when he came into his own, and you're naming it at that place yet, and God's <laughs> done so much already. It's such Amen. a great, great blessing. So thank you so much. And for everyone listening to the Larry Crater Leadership Podcast today, it's great to have you with us. Here's where we learn those small things, those small changes we can make in our lives that will make a huge difference to those who we serve in leadership in the future. So just say thank you for being on the podcast and thank you everyone for joining us today. Thank you for listening to Larry Kreider's Leadership Podcast. If you want more information about any of Larry's books, daily devotionals, small group resources, or any other teachings, go to LarryKreider.com. 